Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today we've got a solo round, and it's just going to, I'm going to riff on a topic that I discussed with a chiropractor who's got a practice that's just doing really well. And I, you know, and as I was thinking about the conversation I was having, I don't think I've discussed this quite a bit, but uh, what do we do for clinics that are just really killing it, right? Like what, what would you do? What would be that next level of marketing if you're just a very high revenue and assuming a very healthy profit practice, right? Like 50, 75,000, 100, 150,000 a month with good profits. So everything I say today is going to be with that because I know practices that bring in 65,000 a month and they really have to bring in at least that to pay all the bills. And so there's not a lot of wiggle room, but let's assume we're a a high revenue and a very healthy profit uh, practice and whatever that, you know, healthy profits means, but we, we can definitely afford to reinvest in our marketing a little bit more than maybe other chiropractic practices. So what does that, you know, what does that look like? Because I do think it's different, you know? And so let's just, uh, for the sake of argument, let's just say we're, we're doing 75,000 a month. And again, 50,000 a month, 40, those are, those could definitely fall into that. I know practices that are 45,000 a month in revenue with pretty low overhead considering. And so there's quite a bit of profit margin and that particular chiropractor is not overspending in their personal life. So there's definitely money left over each month. And, and that person, let's just say they're interested in taking that next level in the marketing, you know, and I think a question that people will ask is, well, if you're, if you're killing it like that already and you're, and you're only spending, you know, a thousand or 1500 on marketing, why spend more? And I think there's a few reasons for that. One is, you know, obviously you, you have a growth mindset and you want to push the envelope further, but that brings up another question is, is can you handle the volume, right? So uh, there could be a practice that's at 75,000 a month, but is busting at the seams and just frankly can't handle the volume, can't hire another associate because frankly, they don't have the space, right? Like there's those scenarios where you're, you're just maxed out. And maybe you have a long-term strategy of, you know, in a couple of years, I'm going to buy a new building that's bigger, but for right now I can't, but let's just assume you've got a growth mindset and you can, you can handle, uh, some more volume or you decide, you know what, we can't handle more volume, but I will, uh, raise our cash rates or I'll get out of the network with that, uh, that worst insurance plan there is, uh, or we'll target some, you know, in Florida, maybe a little bit more. Uh, auto accident patients. So that could uh, increase our marketing budget and things like that. So, you know, for the sake of argument, we're going to say that we we are looking for the growth. You know, we're at 75000 a month, very healthy profits, and we're we're looking uh, to, to grow for sure. That's one aspect of why you would want to potentially invest more in marketing. Two is, uh, you know, I really believe in, in chiropractors trying to have a self-managing and self-multiplying practice, you know, that's a couple terms that we learn a lot and in, in, instill in us with strategic coach. They they call it more of a self-managing business 
or self-multiplying business. And the, and the difference being of self-managing versus self-multiplying is that self-managing is that it, it is managing itself and it's running without you, uh, but is it growing without you? Whereas self-multiplying would mean it's also growing without you or growing independent of, say, you physically happen to do things, right? And that's where marketing can come into play where, yeah, maybe you've got 75000 a month revenue, but you want to make sure that you're growing and it's happening maybe without you having to take on five meetings a week and networking or all the different things that it could take to to try to to grow, right? So marketing, reinvesting in marketing could definitely do that, right? So some of the things that I thought of with that question, and I've thought about this quite a bit, and, and honestly, you know, in my practice, uh, we, we are into that high monthly revenue aspect, right? And we we do a lot of high level marketing in the practice. And some of the things that I'm going to mention now, we do. I don't do all of them. And honestly, I spend a little bit less per month on marketing than most people would suspect. But uh, some of that is because uh, I feel like our marketing is very effective in what we do. We're very laser focused on it. We do have a fair amount of community outreach that we do. And then, you know, messaging and positioning has helped out. And then I just leverage some of the technologies out there and reduce some of the costs. But uh, that's a different story. So what would we do? We find ourselves in that range, you know, 75, 100,000, whatever, plenty of meat on the bone, a lot of good profits. What are some of the stuff and how much would you spend? I'm not a big fan of the blanket 10% number like of, of revenue. A lot of people, that's kind of a, you know, a number that people throw out there is like, how much should you spend on marketing each month? Oh, 10% of your revenue. So that would be, you know, if 75,000 a month is your revenue, then you would spend 7,500 on your marketing. That's not just ad spend, right? That's everything from my MailChimp to print to mail uh, postage. Like those are the things that are going to add into it as well, not just your your ad spend. Or if you outsourced your Facebook and Google ads to a company and it costs you 1500 a month, like that's part of your marketing budget, right? Uh, if you've got a you know, $6,000 in one-offs for the year, right? You're going to revamp your website. You're going to order a bunch of shirts for, you know, like t-shirts with your logo. You're going to sponsor a group for $2,000. Uh, you would take that number and potentially divide it by the amount of months and put that into a sinking fund. So let's say for the sake of numbers, $6,000 of one-offs for the year, you know, it's spaced out over the 12 months and you're going to divide that by 12 months. So that's going to be uh, 500 a month into a sinking fund for January, 500 a month for February, so on and so forth. So you would add that to your budget, right? So uh, out of that 7,500, 500 is for the one-off costs that are going to be for that year. I could probably have a whole episode on that. Maybe I will. <laughs> so I don't think you have to do the blanket 10% 7,500. I'm not saying it's wrong, right? If you have gotten very clear on your marketing and your content and the audience you're going to target and the messaging and you're doing really good and you've got the profits to reinvest in it, I'm all for the 7500 a month. Absolutely. I think it would work. Sometimes it's even more like if if you're spending 7500 a month on marketing and it's working and it's 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 basically printing money so you could now you'll get to 85000 a month in in revenue hopefully and so now you can bump it up to 8500. That's fine. But I'm not saying you have to do the 10%. I'm probably more at like 4% the last time I checked, which is a few months ago. So it doesn't have to be at 10%. Uh, there's a lot of different variables. Maybe uh, like I, I 
I would say I invest a little heavier into the people in my practice and pay a little bit more higher, uh, high quality people. I, I really focus on having an A team at every position. And so that does cost a little bit more. And, but I feel like I could uh, make that up, you know, by having a great team is just, it, it's just huge for your practice. So I spend a little bit more, less on, on the marketing and, you know, to be completely uh, <laughs> transparent is that I've built up quite an audience. And so I do get uh, some services done for me that, that uh, aren't costing me money. They're kind of in exchange for things that I have capabilities of. So uh, that's something that uh, I've been able to leverage over the last few years with the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Group. So I highly recommend you get very clear on what you can spend and, and go from there. But let's say we have a lot of money <laughs> and we want to have a good time. We want to have fun with some marketing. Two great things are happening right now for Parker Seminars Las Vegas. You can still get early bird pricing, but it ends soon. And you could be entered for a chance to win a VIP package that includes three hotel nights stayed during the seminar at the Paris Hotel. You'll also receive a VIP badge that gets you access to reserved seating in the main hall, front of the line access for photo and autograph opportunities, and exclusive access to the Parker Alumni Lounge. Go to parkerseminars.com and choose the Las Vegas button to register now. That's parkerseminars.com. Some of the things that I would think we would want to do is first consider a community outreach person, right? I first kind of discussed this with Noel Lloyd on a virtual, it was a video presentation on the virtual marketing summit we had in 2018. And he talked about that. There's a lot of different ways of doing it. You can reference that. Uh, it's inside of the Chiropractic Success Academy if you're a member of that. But it's just, I really like the concept and having a person that is out in the community and they're setting up a lot of different types of connections and meetings and events that are congruent with your practice and getting out there and really setting that up for the doctors, setting up meetings, setting up primary, you know, meeting with MDs, attorneys, maybe it's running stores, it's golf courses, like all these different types. You know, when you get clear on your audience and where these groups are found, they're really that liaison to get out there. Uh, but then they're also helping you out with some of the marketing things too, right? Maybe they're being delegated to run your emails and do a lot of the internal and external communications and putting together the editorial calendar with you. And maybe you have a newsletter and they're getting the topics together and making sure that all the team members that are responsible for that are working together. So they're kind of the integrator of your your marketing. And and that might, that you know, honestly, that person might cost you three to $5,000 a month. So uh, that's going to eat up a lot of your spend, right? I think you, you got to be definitely high revenue to, to, um, to hire that type of person. But I, that would be something that I would do, especially if I was in that, uh, 75, hundred thousand, hundred, 125,000 there, there are practices out there doing that. So I, I would consider that that would be one thing I would definitely look into and make sure I hire the right person. I think uh, doing a investing in a Colby right fit would be huge. Uh, the Colby right fit, you, it's K-O-L-B-E. You can check that out at their website. But essentially you do a Colby profile for the position that usually costs a few hundred dollars, a 350, maybe 400. 
to really get clear on on the position and then it's 55 or 60 dollars for the colby for the for the individual to match up with it and basically your your the colby is how you function right it's uh, certain things like quick start follow through implementer um, how are they you know i'm a, a high fact finder but i'm also a high quick start which i get going on stuff i do my due diligence but then i get moving on it where some people are a low fact finder and a high quick start and they they kind of just throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and hope it sticks but you, there's there's different characteristics of jobs and they run you through it so if you were hiring a community outreach person they would run you through the all what are the characteristics you want of that person they come up with a, a colby index it's four numbers so like my colby is 7473 doesn't mean a lot to you maybe if you haven't ever done it but then they'll give you a you know a 7473 number for that position and then when you go to hire you're trying to find someone that really is matching up or congruent with that colby score so i would recommend uh, doing that but it's going to be an investment but could be very beneficial uh, to the growth of your practice so that would be one thing i would consider uh, two is I would become, honestly, I would, I would become the absolute leading educator in a community bar none. Like I would invest in the technologies of it and make sure that we're really getting as much of the content out there as possible. And, and just, there's so many technologies Like we're doing a lot with online courses right now, free online courses. And we did one on injury prevention and performance for runners and triathletes. We did one on the desk jockey. We're about to do one on low back. This is going to go on our website. It's going to be a nice free course that we're trying to get out there in the community. And we're just going to do a bunch of things to leverage technology. And I would double down on it, right? Like I would, I would have that free online course and then I would promote the heck out of it and put a fair amount of ad spend on Instagram, Facebook, Google ads, get it on the website, email it to the patients, you know, really start to think about how you can be the ultimate and and education in your community and and just be that resource for people and, and double down on it. So that would be the next thing that I would I would recommend uh, doing. And I think you can do it affordably, but you could take that next step. I guess where you could start doing, you know, virtual summits. We did a virtual summit around injury prevention and performance for runners and triathletes. Then with that that became actually the content that we took from it and repurposed it into an online course. So what we did with the virtual summit was pick the topic, obviously running uh, injury prevention and performance. Then I went out and some of these contacts I already had and some I didn't, but I went to the local running store and had him do one on shoe basics. We did a, a triathlon coach and talked about training programs for that. We did a bike fit person. We did a, gym, a fitness gym area and they, they, they did a whole video on exercises for triathletes and runners. And I had obviously had my part. I think we had eight experts total and we did a whole virtual summit around it. And the virtual summit software that I use, and that's the, the name of the, the software is like $1,500 a year. So it's not bad. I think there's even a monthly option, maybe a hundred bucks or something. So you can start to afford some of that and having, you know, outsource some of the back end of it for sure and run a really nice virtual summit around something that's next level marketing. And then we took that, those, those eight videos that were provided by the experts locally, and then we rolled it right into a free online course. And then now it's an, it's an, a course instead of a one-off one day virtual summit, right? Uh, so those are next level things that we really were able to gain some traction in the community to do so that, uh, to kind of recap so far is the community outreach person, and then really becoming that leading in, in content and education 
but leveraging some of these exciting technologies that are a little bit more expensive or cost money to have someone do it for you. Because I don't want you, especially if you're high, a high revenue, high profit practice, I don't want you doing this yourself. This is where you start reinvesting and getting this off your plate. You're focusing on the things that really fascinate and motivate you. And maybe running a virtual summit doesn't, but you could be one of the experts on the virtual summit. And obviously you might have the connections or reach out to certain connections to have them be a a guest presenter, right? So those are the two so far. The third one I would do is a very well-developed, nice monthly newsletter. Okay. Uh, And I would direct mail that uh, to my patient list. The last 18 months of anybody that's been in the practice. I had a good episode with Sean Buck from Newsletter Pro, and they're a great service. Uh, you could check them out. You could do it on your, or, you know, there's probably someone in your community that can do it. Either way, it might cost you anywhere from a thousand to two thousand a month to have it. But at that high revenue uh, number, I think it's a great way, great, great way of separating yourself and really staying top of mind awareness uh, from your patient base. And it could easily have a good ROI for you. So I would check out having a nice, well-developed monthly newsletter. From what Sean had mentioned, two of the key things was monthly as the frequency and the last 18 months of your patient list seemed to be the sweet spot. Anything past that uh, seemed like it wasn't as fruitful and anything less than that you weren't maximizing the potential ROI on it. So uh, consider having that type of of newsletter. Okay. So those are the three things that I would really consider uh, for high revenue practices with with plenty of profits. Uh, If you're not there yet, hopefully you continue to keep on doing great marketing, hitting the ground, getting out there and connecting, making accurate business decisions. And in no time, you should start to creep up into that high revenue practice with good profits and you can start to have some fun with your marketing. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a big part of this, which might cost a bit more, is that you're outsourcing a lot. Okay. And that's uh, kind of the fourth thing is just a lot more delegation and outsourcing is happening. So you're going to probably spend money to do that, right? You're going to probably spend a little bit more money on Facebook ads and Google ads, but you're also going to spend money on somebody else doing that for you. So you you might write that check for twelve fifty or $1,500 a month to that company that's running all your Google ads and campaigns and Facebook. And then you're spending another 1000 on Facebook and 500 on Google ads, and then another 1500 on a newsletter, uh, right? So you're getting into that that five, six, seven, eight thousand, ten thousand dollars a month in marketing, but you're seeing that revenue. And so, if you're at seventy five thousand a month, and you're not doing a whole lot with marketing, and you decide to go into that seven thousand a month, hopefully now all of a sudden after six months of this, it gains traction. You find yourself with you know you have to have the proper systems in place in your practice to handle it but maybe now instead of 75 a month you're at 90 a month right and it's a lot more self-managing and self-multiplying so that's my uh, take on the high revenue high profit practice and why you should consider uh, really taking that next level in your your marketing and again Maybe you're not there yet, but hopefully this is a little bit of motivation that, you know, it's out there. There's plenty of chiropractors, chiropractic practices doing it the right way, right? I think sometimes we we think that the the high, high revenue practices are doing things that are unsavory, 
but I know a lot of great chiropractors and great practices that are, are high revenue, high profit. And it's time that we start thinking of that. If you want it, you know, if you want the simplicities of life and you're happy with it, that's fine. I'm not here to say anything, but if you really uh, want to grow into that, there's no reason why you can't. You just got to start really uh, making the right decisions and marketing's part of that. So I hope that was helpful a little bit. Uh, I know that's a, it's kind of a niche topic. A lot of my audience isn't into that high, high level, uh, but we're hoping to get there and we're all looking to grow together. So uh, hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week in practice and we'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.